Hi folks, I'm Ian McKenzie and for this episode of Political Bites, I'm joined by one of my colleagues from our Brussels School of International Studies, Dr. Albena Asmanova. Albena is a reader in political and social thought and she teaches courses in democratic theory and political economy and earlier this year published a new book titled Capitalism on Edge. Today, Albena is going to talk about the outrage against inequality. So over to you, Albena. Thank you, Ian. Let's talk about the outrage against inequality, shall we? Isn't it curious how inequality has become the focus of indignation against social injustice in our times? Inequality, we keep hearing, is the scourge of our epoch. Ever since the Occupy Wall Street movement coined the phrase, we are the 99% in the autumn of 2011, inequality has become the catchword in discussions of injustice. Tax the rich is the rallying cry of the left, but the idea is also popular on the right. During her tenure as IMF Managing Director, Christine Lagarde repeatedly warned against inequality as being detrimental to sustainable growth. The conviction that inequality is the scourge of our times is very widely shared. Conferences, research centers, and take this, even academic degrees in inequality studies have mushroomed over the past decades. The glorification of equality, which the remonstrations against inequality imply, is uncanny. Inequality, on the one hand, has always been a feature of capitalist society, so why now? On the other hand, even Marx, the most eminent thinker of the left, did not prescribe material equality under communism, where each is to receive according to one's needs, right? This is not equality. When we fixate on inequality, we are afflicted by what I call the paradox of emancipation in my new book. To remedy inequality, we are supposed to redistribute resources from the rich to the poor, right? But as we claim that people should be equal, we forget to question the society within which we aspire to be equal. The problem goes even further, because when we aspire for equality and inclusion within one model of life, we increase the value of that model of life. For example, when feminists fought to ensure women full access to the labor market and equality on the job with men, they glorified the rat race. This is the trap of the paradox of emancipation. If we are not consistently critical, we risk deepening one injustice while we are fixing successfully another one. Specifically in debates on inequality, the trap now is that we reproduce and glorify the neoliberal policy logic according to which it is up to individuals and groups to assume responsibility for their well-being. Concerns with inequality imply a logic of comparison between individuals and groups and presents the idea of social justice in individualistic terms. This is not socialist. This logic eliminates the notion of collective well-being that has always been fundamental for socialism. A privately wealthy society even if not too unequal, 
can be publicly poor, as John Kenneth Galbraith wrote in 1958 in his book, The Affluent Society, a brilliant little book that is more relevant than ever. When I started the research for my book, uh, Capitalism on Edge, I began from the intuition that our moral outrage against inequality, in fact, expresses quite a different concern, and that we are using the familiar, easily available language of inequality to express a frustration for which we did not yet have language, we did not have a name. What is this frustration I set out to find out? So let us start from the beginning. Inequality is there. It is a statistical fact. We can measure it. The question to ask is when does the statistical fact of economic inequality become a form of social injustice? Because it is not an automatic fact that inequality is unjust. This can happen in two ways. The first is when wealth inequality translates into social privilege. For instance, when money buys power. In that case, we need to find the mechanisms that transform money into political office and fight those mechanisms. For instance, campaign financing. The second big problem comes when private wealth becomes the only reliable source of safety. This is exactly our predicament now. The combination of automation, globalization, and cuts in public investment and services has generated massive economic instability for ordinary citizens of all types, men and women, young and old, skilled and unskilled, the middle classes, the poor, the upper middle classes. This is not just the usual precariousness of human existence due to our mortality. This is a social condition of fragility which is politically crafted. I refer to this social condition as with the new term precarity in order to indicate that this is indeed a a, a novel situation that we are mislabeling with the language of inequality. Contemporary capitalism I claim, has created not just a precarious class, but a precarious multitude. And generalized precarity is what turns inequality into a social harm. In the poverty of shared services and cultural experiences, in skimping on public education and in the burdens of debt for a degree, and above all, in underfunded or inaccessible health care, For some of these things, notably the pandemic now underway, even personal affluence offers no protection. Even if our societies were to become perfectly equal, this would not eradicate precarity. For that, we need to build solid public service, starting with well-funded public healthcare provision. But once people's basic needs are thus taken care of, inequality is no longer an issue. Thank you. Thank you, Ian. Many thanks, Albina. Truly fascinating insights. Well, that's it for episode four. We'll be back soon with a new episode. As always, if you have a topic you would like to see us discuss, then please contact us via email, polirnews at kent.ac.uk or connect with us on Twitter or Instagram, which you can find in the show notes. If you want to discover more about Albina's research, you can check out her recently published book, Capitalism on Edge, in the link below. 
Thanks for listening. Until next time.